What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the First Team All Pro Podcast with your host, LT Nasty. Welcome back. It is Monday, April 26, 2021. Uh, it's been a minute. It's been about a week, a little over 10 days since the last episode. Maybe, I think 12 days. I posted last episode on the 14th, so sorry for the delay. But uh, we got a lot of interesting... Uh, conversations to talk about in the world of sports. We're going to talk about MLB for a little bit, talk about the standings, talk about uh, the Yankees' progress so far, address their slump a little bit more. And uh, we're also going to talk about um, we're going to talk about the NHL. More specifically, we're going to be talking about the current Norris Trophy race, as well as talk about the teams that have already clinched into the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs. So, Let's uh, talk about, let's go to the baseball. Let's go to baseball. Let's talk about the Yankees for a little bit. Big series coming up facing the Baltimore Orioles. They're both tied at 9-12. and 12. Uh, These are games that the Yankees are, definitely need to uh, win. I, I know it's early in the season, but the Yankees are tied for dead last in the American League East, uh, as you probably already imagine. And, of course, leading the AL East is the Red Sox. I'm right behind them is the Rays. So, and then the Blue Jays are behind those two. So the Yankees and Orioles are tied. Uh, and I know, again, this is a, we're very early into the season. We've only, the Yankees have only played uh, 21 games. Uh, but I think every game counts from here on out. Uh, it, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. The Yankees really need to, get on top of it and I've talked about this a little bit on my uh, page on my sports account page here's the thing sports by the way if you weren't following before uh, I've talked about it a little bit uh, they need uh, I've talked about the fact that they needed uh, some solid pitching outside of Garrett Cole uh, they ju- just not having a solid bullpen is really hurting the Yankees I think uh, Garrett Cole has been phenomenal uh, as per usual this season. He's been one of the main bright spots in the pitching department. Of course, uh, for tonight's game against the Orioles, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think Devi Garcia uh, gets the bump. Yep, Devi Garcia gets the bump tonight, so he'll be on the mound. Nice young, nice young talent. So it'll be interesting to see how he does tonight. I really want, uh, personally, I want to see some great pitching from the Yankees as well, some good hitting, because I think that's another thing that the Yankees have been lacking so far this season is uh, some big at-bats in certain situations. I mean, if you looked at the series they had against the Rays, uh, and uh, yeah, if you looked at the series against the Tampa Bay uh, in certain situations, even the series against the Blue Jays, uh, there have been instances where the batting just hasn't come up uh, clutch. At least th- that's what I'm getting out of it. So hopefully we'll see some uh, good defense as well as some good offense. But let's, let's talk about the bullpen for a little bit. That This is, again, this has been probably the biggest issue for the Yankees heading into uh, this season, even before the season starts, so like spring training, because, you know, the issue, you know, 
Masahiro Tanaka going back to uh, Japan. Um, yeah, going back to Japan, playing for one of the teams over there. And, you know, Sonny Gray uh, going to the Reds uh, and becoming an ace over there. Uh, as well as, you know, James Paxton heading to uh, back to Seattle. The big, you know, his nickname is the Big Maple. So, but, uh, you know, th- that's another thing that's uh, – Definitely been killing the Yankees, I think. Just not going after those pitchers, you know, keep them around. I know some some pitchers more than others had their problems for the Yankees in the past uh, in the pitching department. I know I know, based off of seeing on Twitter, you know, Yankees fans' reactions. Uh, I think that's definitely, you know, they're definitely being addressed. That's uh, definitely one thing that's uh, – Come about, and again, another uh, just another fun fact uh, that the Yankees' record when they started off the season five of ten, it's their their worst in the American League, and it was their worst start they've ever had since 1997. But here's why I'm I'm a little optimistic though, uh, because if you oh wait no. Never mind. I just did a World Series check. Uh, I was about I was about to say the Yankees won in '97, but that's not true. That is the Florida Marlins. Kind of slipped my mind a little bit. Well, it was the Florida Marlins before they became the Miami Marlins. But uh, yeah, so it seems like letting those pitchers go definitely uh, just not tendering any offers really killed the bullpen. Uh, we all know anyone who's been paying attention to Garrett Cole knows he's been pitching phenomenally this season. Uh, regardless of, you know, the Yankees taking the loss in certain games he's pitched, I think we can all agree he's been one of the major bright spots in the bullpen in the starting rotation. But this is, the this is again, something that's been on my mind. The, they can't just rely on Garrett Cole all season and, you know, Expect him to, you know, win every single game because you need quality starts from everyone in your starting pitching department, not just your one-star player or one-star pitcher. So, and, you know, obviously Louis Servino, I don't think he'll be coming back. I think he's injured. I could be wrong about that, but uh, let's see. I think... I think he'll be coming back, but I think he, I think he's injured. I want to double check on that. All right, yeah, yeah. So he was uh, he was uh, injured. So because if you know, in March 2019, uh, diagnosed with rota- rotator cuff inflammation, and uh, you know, a bunch of other you know, stuff. Uh, let's see. But I'm trying to see what other parts of the injury. Let's see. Uh, forgot. I forgot if he was just had that injury. 
Yeah, so he missed all of the 2020 season after needing elbow surgery during spring training. So that uh, definitely hurt. I don't know if there's more injury, if there was more of an injury to that that also uh, added to him not being able to play. But I think from what I've read and what I've seen, that seems to be the major injury, major factor that's been uh, causing his absence. So the lack of – so that doesn't help. It's not even just – Again, it's not just the lack of, you know, strong arms in the bullpen either and, uh, you know, lack of consistency in the bullpen, but it's just the injuries as well. If anyone who's followed the Yankees as closely as I have or, and you know, any other Yankee fan has, you know this team gets played with injuries left and right every now and then. It seems like the last three, four years this has been the case. Uh, but, you know, uh, hopefully – Hopefully they turn it around. I mean, I will be watching the Yankees-Orioles game tonight, so I'll definitely be paying close attention to see what the Yankees do right as well as what what doesn't go right for them. But, uh, yeah. So, again, there was a lot to really talk about there. It's it's an interesting process because this is, I think, the first time I haven't, this is the first time I've seen the Yankees, at least in my lifetime, uh, seen them start off with a losing record. I know they've gone. I've seen in seasons past where they've had a little bit of slumps, but they've always seemed to manage to get it together, and that's why I'm optimistic. I'm very, I'm, per, I'm still an optimistic Yankees fan. I'm optimistic that the hitting core is going to get it together. I'm optimistic that they're going to get hot at some point in the season whether it's early, in the middle, towards the all-star break, or at the end, who knows. Either way, I'm just optimistic. I think they can still I, – I still think the AL East is wide open, considering, again, we're only like 22, 23, maybe 24 games into the season. Uh, but, you know, I mean, what what what, what can you do? And uh, with that being said, uh, I think we addressed that a little bit. Let's let's talk about the NHL for a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the points leaders for defensemen. This was an interesting statistic. I figured we. Uh, oh, that's that's not what I wanted to find. Uh, that's just the points leaders in total. In total, uh, here we go. Okay, so uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, what, yeah, let's. I'm making sure, making sure this is correct. So let's look at who the points leaders are for the NHL defensemen. At number one, you have Adam Fox with 46 points, two Victor Hemman with 44 points, John Carlson at 42 points, Shea Theodore from Vegas, uh, Vegas Golden Knights at 40, and then Dougie Hamilton, then Chris Letang, then Tyson Berry, and then Kale McCarr. Uh, and then, you know, the list goes on. But uh, being a diehard New York Ranger fan, this is great to see. Uh, you know, I remember when we p- picked him up. I remember when that trade happened. I remember, you know, uh, 
I remember, you know, saying he's one of the best defensive prospects. And right now he's just he, he's just progressing so well on the Rangers. And and not even putting my personal bias aside, the Rangers just look like an exciting team moving forward. I mean, they got all the youth uh, to prove it. They got, you know, you know, Keandre Miller, uh, another young, talented defenseman uh, going to be an absolute stud in the league. Uh, they got Igor Shesterkin in that, uh, who will definitely be a stud uh, in the pipes. Uh, of course, they got Panarin, they got Mika Zibanejad, they got Kreider, you know, they got Pavel Buchnevich, and of course, Alexi Lafreniere. So, uh, you know, it, 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 it's been an interesting season so far for the Rangers. There's been highs, there's been lows, obviously, but uh, this. This we're we're right. The Rangers are right there. Uh, if you guys haven't been paying attention to the East Division uh, in the postseason or in the NHL standings, uh, the Rangers sit four points back of the Boston Bruins. Uh, uh, the Bruins have sixty points, and the Rangers have fifty-six points. That's for the final uh, playoff spot in the East. So, of course, the Rangers will be fighting. Uh, to squeeze their way in, they have won their last two games. Uh, the Penguins are in first, uh, and they're on a four-game win streak. The Capitals are in second, and the Islanders are third. So, I'll, you know, if any Ranger fans out there are listening, uh, you know that the next set of games, basically all the games, all the remaining games are important. Because we have another game against the – well, not we. I'm not on the team. But the the Rangers play the Sabres tomorrow. Uh, that's going to be another big game for the team. Uh, the Rangers are playing the Islanders April 29th and May 1st. That's another big pair of games right there. Of course, you got the Capitals May 3rd and May 5th. And then the Bruins May 6th and May 8th. So every single game from this point on is important. Like and the again the way the Rangers are gonna make the playoffs is if Boston struggles in the next couple of games, whoever they're playing. So you know, again, the Rangers basically have to win. I'd say probably depending on the season, depending on the uh, you know what happens. They're gonna to have to either win. What are they playing? One, two, three, four, five, six. They win. Se- they have seven games left on the schedule, so they're probably gonna to have to win. I'd say probably five. At, 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 hmm. It's a little bit tough, but I'd say probably five of their last seven. Uh, and depending, you know. And for the Bruins, I think let's see what their schedule is looking like. Uh, let's double check. Uh, they play. Oh, I scrolled all the way down. Uh, here we go. They play the Penguins uh, tomorrow at seven. They play the Sabres for the next two games. They play the Devils for the next two games. And then, of course, they play the Rangers and then they play the Islanders and Caps. So the Rangers wouldn't be, and in this, uh, let's see how many games the Bruins have left. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Two, four, six. Yeah, I'm counting that right. Nine. 
So nine games the Bruins have left. And basically the Rangers would need the Bruins to lose either half of those games or or maybe they'd probably have to have the Bruins lose like six of those games. And I'm going to be honest, I don't see that happening uh, with the Sabre, with of course the Bruins and Sabres uh, playing and of course the Bruins playing the Devils on May 3rd and May 4th. But, uh, you know, I'm optimistic. It, it, it's definitely a fight to clinch that spot, uh, to clinch those spots in the East. Uh, I will, I, I don't know if I've said it on this pod, but the East division, uh, it was, is one of the toughest in my personal opinion, going about going just based on the, uh, what the standings are looking like, how many points certain teams are behind, uh, I mean, it, 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 it's pretty tight. I mean, look at it. Just look at the standings. Like, the Penguins have 67 points. The Caps are one point behind them. The Islanders are three points behind the Capitals and four behind the Penguins. And, of course, the Bruins are right there in that last playoff spot with 60 points. And, of course, the Rangers are four points behind them following their win against the Sabres the other night. So, uh, you know, uh, it's, again... It's a dogfight. It's going to be an absolute dogfight to see who gets that last uh, spot in the East. And I think I don't think any teams in the East have clinched either, which is even more interesting because you would have you would have thought like at some point because at the beginning of the season and even midway through the season, the Washington Washington Capitals were dominating. I mean, they were on the top of the standings for a while, and. Uh, and now the Penguins all of a sudden are picking up momentum, and now they lead the pack in the East. So overall, it's been a pretty interesting year, uh, uh, at least paying attention to the East Division. But uh, yeah, anyway, going back to the Norris uh, Trophy uh, contention uh, or Norris Trophy race, uh you know, it, it it's going to be interesting. Uh, again, it, it's going to be a tight squeeze to see who wins it. Of course, it's – I would say it's a three-way race, but I, I, I'd i say it's a four-way race. you still got Shea Theodore hanging around there with 40 points, Adam Fox with 46, Victor Hedman with 44, and John Carlson with 42. So, And, uh, you know, if the Rangers do get in, I, and I've been hearing this and pay, paying attention – uh, to this specific part, I've been hearing that, you know, if the Rangers do make the playoffs, Adam Fox is going to end up winning uh, the award. If they don't, he probably won't. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, it kind of makes sense because, you know, certain teams make the playoffs, you know. But either way, uh, you know, Adam Fox is really coming to his own uh, uh, on the Rangers in the last couple of seasons, and it's just been fun to watch. It really has been a treat to watch, especially if you're a Ranger fan. Uh, if you're not a Ranger fan, and if you're a fan of the uh, opponents, they one of the opponents they've been playing against in their division, obviously, uh, you might you might have other thoughts. But uh, I thought I thought it's been a pretty killer year for Adam Fox. Uh, let me just check. Now, with that being said, let me just check and make sure uh, I had the points 
correct. Uh, yes, 44 points for Victor Hedman. Uh, let's see. 44 points for Hedman. I'm sorry. I kind of like double checking. And uh, let's see. Let's check Hedman and John Carlson. Uh, Carlson's points, 42. Okay, so yeah, I was right on that front. So yeah, I'm just making sure. I just wanted to double check to make sure I had all the stats right. But uh, yeah, so it is going to be an absolute dogfight in the East Division. And I think I mentioned this in an episode before the season started. Maybe not, but I I think I put it in my prediction that the East was going to be one of the toughest divisions this year. But, uh, yeah. But uh, with that being said, let's go over, speaking of the playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, let's talk about uh, the teams that did make it. So Vegas already clinched. And I think three, I think three teams already clinched and they were all in the West Division. And let's see. That is the Golden Knights, of course, Vegas, I just mentioned before. Colorado clinched. Uh, and the Minnesota Wild clinched. Uh, and they are on a seven-game win streak right now. Uh, the, the Minnesota Wild are on a seven-game win streak, due in part thanks to uh, Kirill Kaprizov. He's been an absolute stud for the Minnesota Wild this season. So it's been – and I've been – you know, besides the Rangers, I have been paying attention to those other games, seeing those, uh, watching the young stars that were either recently drafted or just coming into the league or are, you know, just exploding onto the scene. I've been paying attention to those games uh, and those players. And Kaprizov is having one hell of a season for Minnesota right now. And look what happened. They're in the playoffs. They're riding a seven-game win streak. And, uh Yeah. And Vegas is also on a nine-game winning streak. So uh, th- these playoffs are – it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what other teams get in. And it's also going to be see going to be interesting to see the last team to clinch the final spot in the West. Uh, right now it's currently looking like the Coyotes. Uh, but who knows? That could all change. The Blues are right behind them. Uh, so – yeah, and with that being said, uh, I think that's I pretty much covered all I wanted to talk about today. So with that being said, uh, I will catch you guys in the next episode, which should be uh, barring any major uh, distractions or you know anything outside uh, that's going that I have to deal with, whether it's finishing up college work or finishing up college in general, because I do end up graduating uh, in two weeks. But other than that, uh, you'll probably see a new episode probably Saturday. I say Saturday, uh, maybe earlier if uh, other teams, uh, other NHL teams clinch spots in the postseason. But with that being said, this has been your host, LT Nasty. I'll catch you. I'll catch you in the next episode.